This episode of Theatre of the World is brought to you by the Diminishing Five Razor Blade with five blades that give you that lessening feel. The first blade shaves incredibly close, but the second blade actually seems not to shave quite as close as the first blade, making you wonder why it's there at all. Especially when you get to the third blade, which is rusty and dull and frankly, a bit of a letdown. The fourth blade actually attaches more hair to you somehow. (laughs) And the fifth blade opens a tiny wig shop on your face. (laughs) Buy now and the diminishing five razor blade comes with a free jar of mystery gel. Is it shaving gel? Hair gel? Explosive gel? (laughs) Only one way to find out or something. The diminishing five razor blade. It's not a real product. Stop writing to us. <laughs> the world is falling on Man Bites God presents Theatre of the World. Welcome to another amazing edition of Theatre of the World. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we're Man Bites God collectively and separately as well as those other names. Mm Mm-hmm. We take a word every week and then we use that word as the foundation for an entire podcasty show. Uh, we use the word as an inspiration to uh, tell you stories and songs and poems and all sorts of goof about stuff. And uh, the, the <laughs> We're the, working our way through the dictionary. <laughs> the word today uh, is... Um, Lies. Lies. Lies is the word today. Um, Hey, before we start, can I tell you, um, because I forgot what uh, day and we were recording the podcast on and what time, Mm. I texted Mark. You were here last night. No, nearly. (laughs) I texted Mark and I said, hey man, are we recording tomorrow night and are we doing lies? And Mark wrote back, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then wrote back separately, wrote back, that was a lie. But the problem was the gap between Mark me sending the text and Mark responding to the text was so long that when I got the text back on my phone that isn't a smartphone, I'd forgotten the question that I'd asked Mark. <laughs> so apropos of nothing and out of the blue, I got Mark saying, no, that was a lie, yeah. which is really creepy. Yeah, yeah. it was a long gap. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. It wasn't a, it wasn't a dig uh, at you. It was... <laughs> Um, it, that's something we'll work Wasn't out. Wasn't it because it sure felt like one? <laughs> something we can work out off air, obviously. <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I think time and place, mate. Um, so, uh, uh, lies is the topic for today's episode of Theatre of the World, and the Chris. way we start is the way we always start, which is with Chris and Cleverbot Theatre. <laughs> I'm lying, of course. Uh-huh. Mark oh, Fact Bombs. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. Or does he lying face? Mm, could be the case that I don't. Uh, but it's not. No. Uh, because uh, <laughs> planking or the lying down game. 
planking. Yes. Planking. Yes. It was a practice that gained brief popularity in late 2010 and early 2011, where people would photograph themselves lying face down with arms by their sides, often in strange locations. The term planking was coined by Sam Weckett of Adelaide, South Australia. <laughs> <laughs> And the desire for more spectacular and exotic locations for a plank has resulted in many injuries and at least one death. (laughs) Planking is not to be confused with similar activities that include hadoukening, milking, gallon smashing, vadering, teapotting, owling, horse manning, bat manning, springing, Duffnering, pratting, teboing, gronking, bradying, griffining, Copernicking. Fact bombs. How, what how what many, are those? How many of those were sex acts? <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the the later ones were were sport things that I don't really understand. Yeah. Um, but Batmaning is hanging upside down by your feet. Right. That makes sense. Um, owling is. Uh, sort of being, being up being late, an spinning your head in a uh, 360, 360 degree. degree radius and killing yourself. Yeah, um, Vadering is is where where you pretend to do the Darth Vader um, voice. No <laughs> uh, choke <laughs> grip thing. Ah, yeah. um, um, for some reason, uh, gallon smashing is where you get like a big bottle of milk and you smash it. A gallon of milk. Probably. All right. And you do it um, You do it next to a starving villager. Yeah, yeah. Um, just for <laughs> YouTube popularity. Yeah. Um, I think it's very dangerous, the idea of planking. Yeah. Because, um, well, you could be swallowed by a giant whale because they eat planking. Fact bombs. Fact bombs. Let me tell you something. All right. Uh, I have a, a story that is look. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's true. Uh, wow. I heard it because it's secondhand. This is the, this right. is the problem. Um, but it's an awesome story if it is true. Who cares? Mm. And otherwise, yeah. great story. Yeah. I was working at a, uh, a student newspaper at Monash University, mm-hmm. and I heard this story about the newspaper during the Vietnam War in the '60s. There was a lot of protests against the Vietnam War, the early '70s, and. Politically, ASIO got involved because they were concerned that the students were activists Mm. and that they needed to shut down the activists. Mm. The then editor of Lot's Wife had found out that ASIO operatives were taking photos of student representatives like the the editors of Lot's Wife and the president of the student association Mm. and things like that. And um, being a guy with a good sense of humour, he's decided that he'll turn around and go to the top secret ASIO headquarters in the city that were unmarked, but everybody knew where they were. Wait. Honk honk if you're in ASIO. Stand by the front door and blatantly take photographs of every single person that came in and out of the building. Mm. Because they couldn't say, oh, you can't do this, because it was just an office building. And so they got the uh, photos printed and then going through the photos going, oh, this is is hilarious, look at this guy. Uh, And then they flip one photo over. And it's one of the students that's standing around the table and he turns around to the rest of the guys and goes, well, that's my cover blown and walks <laughs> out of the building. And they really did. They had 21 Jump Street <laughs> style turning up and pretending to be students and infiltrating these student organisations. That's a great story. But my favourite part of it yeah. is a man outside a building 
blatantly <laughs> taking photos. This is how I picture that happening. Ready? It's yeah. just like click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Click. Take yeah. that, fascist. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smile, pig. <laughs> yeah. I once went out with a girl. Oh, yeah, congratulations. That is, is that a lie? lie? Not a lie. <laughs> I went out with a girl and we were in a restaurant. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nice really? spender. Well, look at this guy. And uh, she clicked at the waiter. Oh. <sighs> no, 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 no. No, no, no you no, don't no. do Well, you don't do that because he's a human being and yeah. that's not a good thing to do. Uh, she clicked at him and he came over. And he was an older man. That made it worse. He came over and very politely essentially said, don't ever do that. Yeah. I mean, he was really nice about it. And then a little bit later on, uh, her friend's car got broken into and uh, her friend came to her and said, oh, my car's got broken into. And her response was, oh, thank God it wasn't mine. Nice. <laughs> and then after that, I broke up with her. Yeah, mm. good point. And I said that, look, it wasn't her, it was me. Yeah. And that was a lie. Yes. That was a lie. What's she up to now? Do you know? No, nope, I do not. Oh, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say something terribly unfashionable. Horatio Alger is my boy. He said work hard and get ahead. And somehow that idea is so old it almost seems brand new, doesn't it? Now my company is the City Investing Company. We started seven years ago. Now we're a $3 billion company. Well, I suppose you could say thank management for all this. Okay. But I say thank that musty old idea of working hard to get ahead. City investing. So I was thinking about lies that I've told yeah, great. in my time. Okay. Like, I'm not a massive liar. It's just sometimes the lie is easier than the truth. Well, well yeah. often, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So for a couple of reasons... I've been in uh, a couple of car accidents. Because, because of lying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know how to drive a car. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I've, I've actually been in three real car accidents. Right. And <laughs> two fake car accidents. So at least that, that balances out. Like, I'm, I've, I've been in more real car accidents. What's a fake car accident? Yeah. Well, ca- Is that well where it's like... No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like, yeah, I uh, just can't do this because I've been in a car accident. Oh. Yeah. oh. You've told yeah. other people you've had a yeah, car accident. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. No. Why Fair would enough. you do that? Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm proud of it. How does that, like, okay, you got to give us context. Like, is that, a un- how old are you when you do this? I would have been in my early 20s. I was late to a job interview. Uh, okay, that's hard. Because yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said that I'd been in a car accident on the way there. Did you get the job? No. Nah. <laughs> They've gone, no. Nah. We're not having dangerous drivers yeah. on our workforce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Health um, and safety inspector. Um, and then the other time I was doing some freelance work and I was also juggling about a million hospitality jobs and he wasn't juggling he was Chris <laughs> <laughs> a no wonder he was in a car accident yeah. you're not supposed to be juggling and driving um, I'd like a, like about three hospitality jobs at the time and I was also at uni and, and I was doing freelance work and it just got to the point where I was like there is literally no way I can meet this deadline Yeah. and the people that were hassling me were from the publication that I was supposed to be designing the ad for yeah. and um, I, I just phoned them up and said, hey, I've just been in a car accident. I'm not going to be able to get it done by the time you need it done today. So can you sort it out yourselves? Yeah. And then they did. You know, on the news, they only ever report the bad things about car accidents. I know. Yeah. The amount of savings. All the benefits. So- car accidents bring 
to our society. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in three real car accidents. There weren't really real ones. Like, I mean, you know, fender benders and stuff. But one of them was a limousine accident. Wow. Yeah. 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 I was in um, I was in Canada. And I was you had a, your head head through the roof? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. Um, but I was in a limousine uh, that then got sideswiped by um, another limousine. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Yeah. As that, a warning to others. That's yeah. dramatic. Yeah. Been a lot of You'll poor people sitting around money going, fly away. <laughs> it was um, pretty amazing. May I dovetail out of your story? Oh. And uh, this dovetail has got nothing to do with way. lies. But I read this article the other day. Millennials, apparently, mm. have a thing where if, if you want to earn extra money because you've got to pay off debts or whatever, yeah. then you get what, you, what they call side hustles. Now, I don't want to I don't want to blanket all millennials with this, but this guy was claiming this was a millennial thing, right? Right. A side hustle. So, do you know what sort of things a side hustle? It's a less is popular it, it like dance a, from the 70s. <laughs> like at moonlighting is it like where you go you go maybe be an Uber driver or so, something? So, yeah. yeah. A side hustle is get a job as a waiter or what? Or <laughs> Or walk some neighbourhood dogs or, I don't know, get a job as an Uber driver. It and does make it sound a lot cooler, though. This is a side hustle. And I was like, oh, my God, wow. Finally, we've invented something that lets you just have, I don't know, uh, a part-time, a part-time job. job. <laughs> it does Man. make it sound cooler. It- I disagree. Uh, for me, a side hustle, because hustlers back in the old days mm. were just male prostitutes. Yeah. And, and so a side hustle is just like, well, you know, I can be a bit of a prostitute while lying on my side and maybe get some other work done. Oh, yeah. But you could be a pool shark as well. Yeah. You could a be a grifter. Hustle. Imagine having a side grift. Yeah. <laughs> a side grift. But that would, exactly. imply, that would imply a main grift. <laughs> yeah. A side hustle to me sounds like you're selling people goods which don't really work or something. Yeah. It's, it sounds much more dodgy. Than- a side hustle to me sounds like you get a job at a company and then you use those companies' resources yeah. and position to actually make a completely different living. Like yeah. you're running an internet company out of their storage room. Yeah. That's a side hustle. Yeah. Not, oh, here's a cappuccino. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I, I have a, I have a segment. Tell us about it. It's called James's list of things. <laughs> James's list of things. James's list of things. James has got some things to list or lie about. Lizing edition. <laughs> Something that annoys me is the sort of parables or like cautionary tales that people tell to illustrate dumb morals. And the idea is that like it's clearly a story that has never, ever happened, Mm. you know, in the history of the world. But they tell it like, oh, you know, the Internet's full of it. Like, oh, once there was this guy and he did a good thing. Is it Jesus? Yes. It's pretty much like Jesus. Jesus, So today what I want to do to take a a page out of Mark's book, and I've asked Mark this, so I'm allowed to to rip his idea off. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get you guys to pretend that you're suffering from uh, an ethical crisis, you've come and seen me as some sort of guidance counsellor or coach or religious leader uh, and you want to ask uh, some advice about a certain life choice or life decision, mm. you're at the crossroads, you want to get something out there yeah. uh, and then I will uh, tell you a parable yes, uh, and make it, all, uh, oh. make it all clear, okay? So uh, who would like to hear 
parable number one. Oh, me, me, please. And why, sir, why are you come to see me today? Ears. Well, because I've been um, secretly dating three Siamese triplets mm-hmm. uh, behind their backs. I've put my neck out three times doing it, but it's very difficult. None of them know that I'm seeing each of their sisters. Mm. And, uh, oh, gosh, gosh, I'm in a quandary mm. about it. Mm. Maybe this will help. You know, once there was a priest in Minnesota who left his electric blanket on when he went on holidays, even though he had been reminded a number of times to turn it off. After two days, the electric blanket became sentient. And now it's an amateur detective. (laughs) So I think you can see... uh, Does that help? Yeah, Uh, yeah. I'm just going to keep boning all three of them. That's probably bad. Uh, I think that's pretty much what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, who'd like to hear parable number two? Uh, yeah, I will, I will listen to it. Why are you here? What, okay. Uh, what do you need? Uh, because what I've been doing is uh, I've been operating a side hustle uh, <laughs> in which... It's a kind of tractor, isn't it? Yeah. Is it, are, you, are you Amish? <laughs> I've been, I've been uh, selling people fake life insurance policies. Oh. Yeah. Look, um, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> Look, this may help. Okay. Um... After stealing a car, yeah. a thief started to notice tiny little bumps growing on his face. They formed the word motherfucker <laughs> in Braille and blind people giggled and hated his guts forever and ever. Yeah. You're right. I should keep doing the side hustle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. Thank you. <laughs> Do the side hustle. <laughs> Next, uh, who would like to hear uh, uh, parable number three? Oh, me please. <laughs> Thank me God. Please. Um, I, I've been, um, I've actually uh, been running a scam where I'm taking out multiple uh, fake life insurance policies <laughs> <laughs> from a guy who just keeps uh, doing this weird sort of sideways dance at me. And uh, I'm worried that this is all going to catch up with me at some point and that I'm going to have to fake being alive multiple times yep. in order to not go to jail. Right. I think I can help. Thanks. Um, listen to this. How about this? You're once... A woman decided to make her best friend a hat. But, due to the slightly ambiguous meaning of the first part of that sentence, she actually ended up making her best friend into a hat. (laughs) Blood went everywhere, and only a very small number of people thought the hat suited her. Oh, gosh. Something to take on board. Well, that's, yeah, I'm definitely getting rid of this hat then. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's good. It's, I mean, it's a metaphor, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good. Think, the, think of the vaudevilles that way. You, um, you, you, I'd like to hear metaphor for the hat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who'd like to hear parable number four? I'll, I'll listen to it. Thank God. Great. Um, uh, uh, how can I help today? Uh, yeah. What brings you here? Son? Okay. So uh, I've recently been on a killing spree, mm. uh, and I've hidden the bodies in various locations. Uh, Are you wearing one on your head? <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's not hiding. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the right thing to do. Sure, mm. maybe this will uh, maybe this will help you put uh, put things in perspective. I'm sure it will. Once, a young man decided to impress a desirable young woman by seeing how many of his own fists he could put in his mouth. <laughs> When he got up to three fists, 
<laughs> he realised two things. One, his jaw was shattered irrevocably. And that he had been born with three hands. So, everything wasn't so bad after all. The desirable young woman ended up marrying a fetus in a jar. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that helps. Does that help? Yeah, I'm thinking about taking out some life insurance. Yeah, yeah, and probably more people. Um, And finally, who would like to hear the final parable? Oh, oh, me please. You, the the, the man limping. Uh, I've I've been going into shoe shops and and, um, that I'm a a size nine Mm. when realistically I'm only a size eight Ah, uh, in an attempt to seem uh, more impressive to shop assistants. Sure, Uh, and hence the limping. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a real it's a real burden. Smaller uh, it's, feet. It's weighing on my conscience mm. and on mm. on my feet. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, listen to this. This may help. All right. Once, an army was marching through a village when they suddenly realised they were all upside down. <laughs> An old man in the village square started laughing at them, so they shot him. But why were they upside down? The old man had the answer written on the inside of his left nostril, but they never found it. Three months later, they all caught the sideways plague. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I'm going to get some sandals. Yeah, good, yeah. good. I think that's, that's, I feel like that maybe yeah. was the message of the, uh, of the parable. There you go. Here endeth the James's list of fingers. I think the last one was actually one that Jesus told. <laughs> On a, on a box somewhere oh. in Jerusalem. Ah, Jesus' favourite sermon, sermon on, on the, the box. box. <laughs> <laughs> the revolution will not be televised. <laughs> Have you ever tried to read a life insurance policy? Whoa. It can be a humbling experience. And yet every year, thousands of people invest millions of dollars in policies they can't even understand. Well, something has been done. The Travelers has developed a recording that comes with your regular life insurance policy that explains in simple, easy-to-understand language the things you should know about your life insurance. It's not the whole answer, but it is the first step. Because if there's something more important than giving you a record that helps you understand your life insurance, is giving you a policy you can understand in the first place. Um, so, you yeah. know... Um, do I? I? I believe you do. Uh, sometimes we do a uh, a segment mm-hmm. uh, in which uh, we chat or I chat with a uh, with an artificial intelligence on the internet, and and you know liars, of course, politicians, used car salesmen, yeah, uh, lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, so this uh, edition of Cleverbot Theatre. Mm. Is set in a courtroom Ooh. during a murder trial. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, we'll all be playing a part. Oh, I better get me acting voice yeah, on. Yeah. Unique New York. Unique New York. You know you need unique New York, but does unique New York need you? I don't know. Holy crap, we're warm. Yeah, I'm fucking hot, mate. I'm not usually an actor, but I'm going to side hustle. <laughs> So, I'm going to give you guys oh, this man, script. script. The important part in the script is the cue. No, so, the important part is to tell us what part we're playing. And yeah. Am I, I Cleverbot? No. Uh, I think James will be the judge and <laughs> yes. Mark will be the, the, defendant, the defending uh, uh, attorney. 
Defense. Yeah, Otherwise, defense, def- correct. referred to as defense. Correct, the defense. Who will you be? And I will be playing the prosecution. But you don't have any lines. I, I don't have any lines in your script. <gasps> what? what? Yeah, how, right. um, uh, uh, how do we know Magic. where the cues are? So, what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to wave at you. Oh, you'll cue me. Case. Okay, that's good. Oh, okay. No, no. All right. However, like old school radio. Order. Order in the court. One more outburst like that and I'll clear this court and have a little tanty. Sorry, Your Honour. It won't happen again. My client has taken his medication and appears to be conscious again. Fine. The prosecution may now cross-examine the defendant. Thank you, Your Honour. Please state your full name for the jury. I beg your pardon. That is quite rude. I demand to know your full name. My name is irrelevant. I don't know who you are. And no, I'm not. I'm in love with my boyfriend. (laughs) You swore an oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. What is your name? My name is not the point. What is your name? It is Anthony, correct? No. But you're Anthony. That's illegal. Please, do not obstruct the court. What is your name? My name is Hikaru. Do you like it? Mr. Hikaru, can you tell us why you're here? Because I have done something wrong and illegal. What did you do wrong? I have done some bad things. Illegal things? Are you asking me if I'm illegal? What did you do? Made cookies. (laughs) What did you do? And what is your occupation? Um, does destroying the Leaf Village count as a job? Uh, would you consider yourself to be a compulsive liar? That is a difficult question. Ask another. Please answer the question. Oh, so now you want me to answer your question. You never answer my questions. I'm not required to answer your questions, Mr. Hickaroo. Your Honor, we already proved that the talking mermaid is not a reliable witness. <laughs> I, I asked you if you considered yourself to be a compulsive liar. I'd like to think so, but I have a lot to learn to enhance my abilities to be clever. What was your relationship to the victim? How did you know I am having an affair? I didn't. I heard you proposed to my girlfriend. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Arita. Mr. Hickaroo, what are you suggesting? That a fish is scary to have in your hands. They feel funny. (laughs) Are you suggesting that you and the victim were secretly seeing each other? No, I didn't. I said that I don't know, and that's why I'm really sad. (laughs) Would you go so far as to say that you and the victim were sexy friends? I would go so far to say it's totally awesome. <laughs> so, how would you describe your relationship with the victim? Um, it's yellow and round and gives out light. <laughs> uh, objection, your honor. My client is making no sense. I know. That's how the mentally disturbed work. We make no sense at all. But we make great girlfriends and boyfriends. Overruled. Get to the point, Mr. Henderson. Where were you on the night of the murder? Of what month? January? That was yesterday. So, I was at home. (laughs) Mr. Hickaroo, please answer the question. No. Are you going to kill me? (laughs) You were the last person to see the victim alive. Because you avoid it in an obvious manner. 
Do you have something to hide, like being an alien? Just answer the question, Mr. Hero. I had a little cheeseburger. He was my only friend. I took him to the picture house and loved it till the end. Why are you avoiding the question? Because you are hurting my feelings. <laughs> how, how was the victim when you last saw her? We name a country, then the other party has to name a country starting with the last letter of the previous country. You have been accused of murder. How do you plead? I had a dream a year ago. I was outside looking at a big spaceship with thousands of troopers around it. No further questions, Your Honor. I sentence you to 1,000 years of heavy labor. We'll be pleading insanity, Your Honor. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> it's only smart if you trick yourself into thinking it is. Insane. <sighs> I can't tell whether um, Cleverbot is being driven mad by Chris <laughs> or we're all being driven mad by Chris. Oh. Can I read a poem? Sure, for this sure is, you uh, Do you remember your theme song for the unpublished poetry of James Hazelden? If not, you just have to sing a new one. Yeah, I really can't remember it. You have to sing a new one. James's unpublished poetry. poetry. I like there's a new theme song every time. Yeah. <clears throat> this... Um, this is a poem about deception, so it's perfect for the podcast. Yes. Very short poem. It's called Girl. Mm-hmm. It goes like Ooh. this. I'm going out with a girl who's in witness protection and I'm the only one who knows of her deception. One day she's a blonde. Next day she's brunette. One day her name is Carol. The next day it's Yvette. I hope nobody kills her. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. One other lie that I've told, which I'm sure we've all told, which is when you're a musician and you are out in public and you have a musical instrument with you, mm-hmm. someone inevitably comes up to you and asks you about what it is you do. And it's just tiresome. And like when you're touring, especially exhausting. Like, I mean, I know this probably seems like a non-problem to to anyone who this hasn't happened to. But recently when I've been touring with with the band that I tour with in, in the US, we get all sorts of people asking us, uh, about what we're doing and so recently actually made up a band that I play in and <laughs> <laughs> we pretend were band. Just, I mean yeah. you guys you guys are a good band why don't, why don't I just tell them about the band well, get a bit of promotion going we've done that but you know, you, you know these people. This is this is an airport. This is on a this is on sure. a plane. These people are not going to come and see you. This uh, is for your own entertainment. Yeah, yeah. and so sorry, you're not playing in airports. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. last time this happened, we actually became a band um, that's called Plurals, mm. um, which mm. is following on from the um, like a lot of the like a lot of bands are just called Plurals now. Uh, lions, kings, and, and yeah. eagles, yeah, pixies. Yeah. <laughs> Single word um, with an S on the end. Yeah, right. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're called Plurals. And, yep. um, and then I was asked to describe our sound. And we I, I described it as a chillcore post-indie shoegaze. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I want to hear that. And, and, yeah, we once opened for the fuck buttons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the fuck buttons are a band. Yeah, they are a band. Yeah. They are an actual band. <laughs> that That's is funny. brilliant. 
But it's much more entertaining than actually trying to explain yeah. what it is you actually do. Especially when you say the name of your band and they look disappointed. And, well, you go, and, then, oh. and then they also don't understand what you're saying and you have to keep saying it over and over again and then yeah. try and say it in their accent. Yeah. So, yeah. Americans. Which is real. The pain is real. Yeah. I have a, a segment. Now, I know usually Chris is the one making unreasonable demands on Mark, but mm-hmm. for this segment, Mark, I want the sounds of beach. Ah, oh, Jesus! <laughs> Easy. And I want the sounds of beach and crashing waves, yeah, right. but I also want... Uh, uh, Baby or- Seal Bean Club. No. Uh, I also uh, want organ music underneath it. What music? Like churchy or- kind or- of music. organ music. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, um, and I've decided to do this on the Lies episode of Theatre of the World because it's about religion and they're all Religion is all lies. So, Mark, that music would start now and this is uh, a little rumination that I wrote called Footprints in the Sand Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> it goes like this. One night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other times there was one set of footprints. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, defeat, I could see only one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, You promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there have only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you the most, have you not been there for me? And the Lord replied, The times when you have seen only one set of footprints is when I carried you. Then I pointed to a part of the beach where there wasn't one set of footprints or two sets of footprints. There was just one single left footprint (laughs) over and over. And what's all this about, Lord? I asked. Oh, fucking crab bit me. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Uh, A time when I wished that I'd had a portable polygraph machine. Uh Uh, I like it. uh, Was when I was in... The U.S. in mm-hmm. Seattle, mm-hmm. and uh, you may or may not know, but I have a an addiction to coffee, to caffeine. I know that in coffee, yeah, and uh, it's the best bit. So I sought out a coffee shop, and actually, Seattle has some really good coffee because sure it's. Does. I mean, sure it is kind of the Melbourne of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure I be thrilled out. to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I sought out a a, 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 a pretty hipstery looking coffee shop. It looked like an, an old uh, Queenslander uh, weatherboard house just tucked off a, an ordinary street. When I went inside, I went up to the counter and I ordered my latte. And the guy said, that's fine, it'll be four bucks. He didn't say it in an Australian accent, obviously. <clears throat> but he took, he took my four dollars. And as is the uh, tradition in the US, you also have to tip. Yeah. And usually it's a dollar a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got out a crispy paper dollar. Mm. And I threw it into <clears throat> the uh, the vase that was collecting the tips. And then a weird thing happened, and the man 
just stood there doing nothing. He was the only guy in the store. So there wasn't a barista or anything. He was just the only guy in the store. And he just stood there. And he stood there for, I would say, about two to three minutes. And I thought, oh, maybe a barista is coming out. Maybe he doesn't do the barista stuff. He's just the guy who takes the money. And about two or three minutes later, he says to me, ah, oh, our, um, our coffee machine is not working. Um, we called a guy to come and fix it, but he, he hasn't come yet. So uh, I can give you tea or I can give you your money back. And I went, oh, well, fuck this. There's a hundred coffee shops in Seattle. I can go somewhere else. It's fine. But he gave me my money back. And then I realized I was in a, in a little, I was in a tight spot. I had a quandary. Do you reach in yes. to the tip jar and collect your dollar back? Yes, you do. Jar. And you hold it up in front of him as you're walking out of his shop. Yeah. Because that is terrible service. And I thought, awful. I thought, I bet this is how they're making money today. Yeah. <laughs> it's just telling people, sure, you can have a latte. And then, yeah. oh, actually, no, we're going to give you money back. <laughs> just that tip jar you, was filling up. Did you get your dollar back? I didn't get my oh, you, Oh, Chris, I come didn't. on. I was too embarrassed. Oh. I was too embarrassed by the whole situation. I was in a, a, a foreign land. Grow a scrote. <sighs> you should have taken $2. Goodness me. Yes. If, I'd had, if I'd had a portable polygraph. I would have known the minute I asked him for that coffee, he would have he Should was have lying. pissed in his tip jar. That would be weird, though, <clears throat> to make whenever you go to order coffee from someone to make them take a polygraph <laughs> as you order. To apply <laughs> electrodes to their yeah. chest. Yeah, and, and then uh, order a coffee. And then check to see whether their heart rate I feel, rate I feel you'd have to give a bit more than a dollar. <laughs> whether they were sweating tip. from the palm of their hands, their pupils were dilating. Yeah. What is funny is that I see it as a play and um, what happens is Chris orders a coffee and the guy agrees to take a polygraph test and then they both just sit there looking at each other for three minutes <laughs> and then Chris says... Oh, actually, the polygraph machine's broken <laughs> today, so I probably won't be needing the yeah. coffee. As I left that store, uh, I noticed that nobody had coffee. It was a, yeah. it was a cafe, and yeah. nobody had coffee. Mm. Yeah, what an asshole! What an asshole! That's more hipster than hipster. Yeah. When I went back there, twelve months later, why would you go back? No, when I went back to Seattle. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it had become a sandwich shop. Yeah. Didn't do coffee anymore. But the sandwich machine was broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, wound down quite nicely. Hasn't um, <laughs> it, Josh? Hasn't it, though? Thank you very much for listening to Theatre of the World. Hey, if you like us and you want to keep us doing the podcast, the best way to do that is to just spread the word. Tell people about us on the social medias. Uh, we're on the Facebook. We're on the Twitter, um, T-O-T-W podcast. Tell is it on the Snapchat. Yeah, do it on the Instagrams. And if you don't... Like us and you don't want us to keep doing the podcast, suck shit because we're going to keep doing it anyway. Shut, up, shut up yours, you guys. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's wow. That was, that was I mean, petulant. it's impressive that, that uh, the person that didn't want us to do the podcast anymore listened right till the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but they're like enraged. Yeah, <laughs> like their little fist balled Angry. up, literally shaking their fist at their <laughs> headphones. We'll be back for another episode of Theatre of the World soon. Until then, until next, our words find your credit. James Uh, (laughs) I'm Mark (laughs) And I'm lying (laughs) No I was lying Chris (laughs) Uh, um, I guess that's the end of it Bye bye Bye
Sorry. <laughs> Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. It's the first podcast we've ended with an apology. <laughs> is it though? This is Man Bites God. <laughs>